Welcome to the Give This Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Kai. This podcast is sponsored by the GPS Island Program, which Forbes has stated helps entrepreneurs become professional speakers. For more information, go to ChristopherKai.com. Our guest today is Adrian Lawrence. She is general counsel at Better Brave, as well as a professional speaker and author. Adrian, welcome to our show. Thanks for having me. So let's just dive right in. On your LinkedIn profile, you have this massive picture of your book, which says, Staying in the Game, the Playbook for Beating Workplace Sexual Harassment. And you have a testimony from Rose McGowan. So why did you choose to write this book? So in my experiences, you know, I've worked at law firms being an attorney, and I've worked in sports newsrooms being a host and anchor. Uh, for ESPN, and I continue to run into workplace sexual harassment or people who are experiencing it themselves. And it can completely and totally derail your professional life. And I've invested way, way too much in my career in order to just lose it because, you know, someone wants to come on to me or put me down. So I had an experience at ESPN and I was looking for a book and a guide, but everything out there really seemed to be memoirs or legal reference manuals. And I know it's not a legal issue. It very rarely is. So after I ended up- What, what, do, you mean it's not, what do you mean it's not a legal issue? Ah, um, so it's not a legal issue. It's a, a sociological issue. This is behavioral. This is someone uh, feeling threatened. And so they're gonna come at you by either putting you down, maybe calling you names, or coming on to you, sexually subjugating you. This is all about someone being insecure and taking it out on you in the workplace. And the reality is it can really mess up your career. So I wrote the book I needed. Hmm. Interesting. But it can lead to legal actions, right? I mean, the whole point of sexual harassment is it's, 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 it's illegal to sexually harass your coworkers, right? So it's sociological, but also can be, have legal ramifications, no? Uh, sexual harassment certainly can have legal ramifications. The reason I say it's not a legal issue is because of how rare it's ever in court. Uh, the reality, it? yeah, the reality is that we've got like 5 million instances or 5 million people who are sexually harassed at minimum in the U.S. each year, less than 1% ever filed a complaint with a government agency and even fewer than that ever go to court. So you have this small, small microcosm of actual cases that become a legal issue because the legal standard for sexual harassment is so incredibly high. It's, so at the end of the day, this is really not a legal issue. We've got to address this as a behavioral issue. Interesting. And you are a lawyer, so you're very mindful and aware of law. So talk to us about that. Again, if, if um, we'll, we'll start, well, I, I don't know if it's different if let's say someone's a, a younger woman going in or, or someone that's more experienced. I mean, does it matter? But, but you know, dive into some of the points that you might want to share, because as you said, when, when you had this instance that you had to deal with, you, there wasn't some place you could have asked for advice. So what did you choose to put in the book to help women work and, and uh, be able to stay in the game in, in terms of your word, your wording? My book, Staying in the Game, is effectively a playbook. It explains thing to, things to you in a very easy to understand and arguably entertaining way. And some of the things it notes is the fact that people tend to be sexually harassed in their younger years interns, highly susceptible to sexual harassment. Also, women who aren't married and women who are essentially breaching this idea of what women should be like in uh, maybe a patriarchal sense. You know, it's 
largely I, the way I describe it to people is sexual harassment is just bullying because of gender. The person may not be meeting the gender roles you think are important or acting in a feminine way or dressing the right way. And so you punish them for it. And that is really problematic when it comes to workplaces because, hey, I'm just here to get my job done and I want to succeed. Why should I have to meet your standards of what a woman should look like, dress like, speak like, et cetera? So that being said, I mean, the whole dressing thing can be, can be a, a, a very, what's the best word? Um, some, some, like men literally, my, my guy friends, like, well, actually one of the arguments might be, okay, if it, so guys and girls have to wear certain things at work in certain instances. So you're saying that that's not necessarily the case? No, every workplace is different. Sometimes there's a mandated uniform, that's perfectly fine. But let's say for instance, um, if I am always wearing pants and someone in the workplace is old school or hyper-masculine and they believe that I should be in skirts because I'm a woman and they treat me poorly because of it, that's a form of sexual harassment. That you're essentially imposing upon me your idea of what gender norms should be. And that's really problematic because you know I can't meet everybody's ideals and nor should I have to. Yeah. And then what if some women are dressed more like going to parties and they sh they're not really dressed appropriately to go to work? Well, you know, that's just a matter of, hey, company culture and how you choose to uh, address things. Because the reality is it doesn't matter what you look like. Sexual harassment, it has nothing to do with appearances to a certain extent because there are, uh, race does come into play, but it's largely, are you upholding this ideal of traditional gender norms. Um, for instance, individuals of the LGBT community are sexually harassed in workplaces at far higher rates because essentially their lifestyles or them as individuals are breaking kind of this social code we have, whether it's a man not being with a woman or a man dressing like a woman. It's essentially about social norms and codes that harass holes as I call them in the book <laughs> want you to exemplify okay <laughs> I'm, um, I'm glad that I'm glad that gives you a chuckle because well hey, because you know, it's it's kind of cursed but not really but whatever you know like it's, it's yeah a and it's kind of accurate too but you know <laughs> I, 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 guess, I, yeah. I wanted to find a way to talk about a super serious subject in an entertaining and engaging way uh, well, it worked because I laughed, yeah. right? So, there so you go. What, what can men do? What can men be more aware of? Because like, even let's say with me, I'm not a woman, but I'm a minority. So I have faced racism and I face ignorance and I face stereotypes because I'm an Asian man, right? I, I literally had a coworker use what would be the N-word for Asians in a open setting, employee-based area. And I said to her, I don't know if you realize, but that's like the N-word for Asian people. And she was, she got super offended. She's like, huh. well, I don't mean that. I'm not racist. I didn't say you're racist. I said you're ignorant. And again, <laughs> perhaps I didn't ap approach it very professionally, but I was frankly just shocked that it was, this was actually at a big company in New York City. And she was my coworker. And she literally just imagined like she drops the N word for Asians, right? And I'm mm -hmm. like, excuse me, I'm not sure if you're aware of that. And that's happened many times, by the way, in various conversations where Usually what happens if, if I say to someone who, who, who is white or black or like, you know, whatever, and they mention something like that, I, I just mention to them. And, and so what, what I'm saying is what can men uh, be mindful of? Because again, you're here as an educator, as an expert, what can you share with us? Because you're helping women, but what can we do as, as men? Or I do. Well, so there are actually just a small group of men who engage in this kind of sexual harassment. 
And what other men can do who are well-meaning and actually want to change, because those would be the ones I'm talking to now, uh, you know, be a good bystander. If you see something, say something. It's essentially bullying. So just like you would on the schoolyard, you step up and say, hey, I don't think that's appropriate. Or, you know, maybe she should be assigned to my project instead. Figure out a way to be a good ally. That is what's important. And that's what you can do. Because, uh, you know, these harassholes, it's hard to talk to them because they're operating on insecurity and nobody has time for that. Yeah. And there's a lot of insecure people out there, frankly. Yes. So let's talk about Better Brave. I love the company name. What, what is that about? So Better Brave is a nonprofit, nonprofit organization, and we work to get people up to speed on what sexual harassment is, to provide the resources available largely for millennials and Gen Z, and just so that they know and that they have the tactics and the strategies to combat sexual harassment. And it's super cool. Uh, it was founded by a wonderful woman named Tammy Cho, who essentially found herself put out of the tech industry because of sexual harassment. And that's just not gonna work and it's not okay. We have worked too hard in our lives and we have too much to contribute to lose a job simply because someone wants to put us down or come on to us. I appreciate that. Thanks so much for being so clear and, and writing a book. Adrian, how can our guests stay in touch with you and, and, and read your book? Well, I am definitely the most chatty on Twitter <laughs> and social media. On Twitter, I'm at Adrian Law. And on Instagram, I'm at Adrian Lawrence. My book, Staying in the Game, the playbook for beating workplace sexual harassment, is available everywhere books are sold through Penguin Random House. Awesome. Adrian, again, thanks so much for your time. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our Gifters podcast. If you want to turn your story into a successful speaking or coaching business, go to ChristopherKai.com for details.